0: To add the intro and outro. Um, but just real quick, it's very conversational. It's not um, like super structured, not a ton of editing at all. It really is just kind of supposed to be like we're talking at a table over coffee, if you like coffee. Um, so I'm going to go through the outline that I had of questions on the email, but I might also just kind of throw other things at you just based on your response and kind of other things that come up. So, um, mm-hmm. but very laid back. You're our first guy on the podcast, which I'm really excited about. Oh, and cool. um, yeah, so it will be marked in history. You were the first gentleman to join us. So, um, do you have any questions before we get started or anything?
1: No, can you pass the sugar and the and the cream? Yeah,
0: okay. right. Do you like do you like a lot of cream or do you do yeah, it black? Actually,
1: I don't. I'm all black coffee. Straight,
0: but- <laughs> So we drink Cuban coffee. Have you ever had Cuban coffee? Oh my Catholic? goodness, yes. Okay, so that is what we drink every morning, but we don't do like the little shot glasses. We do full coffee cups. So, oh <laughs> so maybe the next time you come through Conway, we can rejuvenate you for the last leg of the drive. And-
1: well, Kathy and I love Cuba. We spent some time down there. And uh, it is absolutely an amazing. The people are amazing. Yeah,
0: they're pretty resilient. So oh my I tell Josh, I'm like, it's in the blood. Like I can't help it. You know, <laughs>
1: no, you're right. Anybody that can keep a 52 Chevy running on, right? on, on homemade parts is it has my respect. Yeah. So.
0: Well, I told her, I said, next time she goes, I want to be a fly on a wall. Like I will carry her luggage. I don't have to say anything at all. I just want to go um, because I haven't been able to go yet. My mom went for the first time two years ago um, and got to see like family that she had never met before. Um, And so I told her, I said, next time you're going, I'm going with you. So (laughs) um, hopefully that gets planned out soon. Okay, cool. Well, we will go for about 30 minutes um, and then I'll shut it down and then we'll be good to go and um, you can finish out your day. So Thanks. all right, let's get started. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of At the Table. I hope you had a great week. I don't know what day um, and even when you're checking in and listening in on this. We're coming off of a beautiful weekend here in Arkansas. I did all the natural things. I went fishing, y'all, um, but I caught zero fish. So I don't really even know if I can say that I actually went fishing. I put the lure in the water. Um, but I am so excited that you are joining us again for another episode of just chatting about women and leadership in the SBC. And today is an an especially special treat because I get to have on the show one of the husbands of one of my favorite people on the planet. So I want to welcome Ed Litton to the show today. Thank you so much, Ed, for joining us.
1: Oh my, Jackie. Thanks for inviting me.
0: <laughs> so you are married to the wonderful Kathy Litton. So um, if you were to describe Kathy in just one word, how would you do that? Oh my That's got to be hard. I well, know. Just Besides
1: one. competitive, uh, vivacious, <laughs> powerful, <laughs> Uh, extremely smart, very intelligent, loves ministry, hard worker, all those things. Mm-hmm. I can't use one word.
0: I know. There is no way. I know. That was kind of an impossible question to throw at you right at the beginning of, of the recording. So well, it's, it's like
1: trying to define grace in one word. So Oh, I, that's I good.
0: But. Now, hold on. Would you define Kathy as gracious?
1: Oh, 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 <laughs> Do those absolutely. two
0: go together? Oh, yeah. yeah in absolutely. A, in, a, in a tough With exterior type of way. Yeah, Right, she is. right. Um, Well, I am so excited to have you. You are the first gentleman and brother that we get to invite onto the show, and we just have so much to unpack on um, men and women working together, and I think specifically with you, you have just done such a beautiful job of not only championing women in your own local church, um, but then also being married to Kathy, you know, and within the denomination and stuff. So before we get into all of that, why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself? Where are you from? How long have you guys been married? married? Um, and even what's your role now serving?
1: Sure. I um, I was born in East Tennessee, actually. My parents, uh, my, my father was an alcoholic. They were both lost. And mm-hmm. we came to know the Lord in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and uh, it radically transformed our family life. I came to know the Lord shortly after my parents did. Uh, grew up uh, there, and then we moved to Arizona and um, grew up in the West. So I had a real southern experience uh, from the first part of my life and then the rest of my life probably the more influential part was in the west wow. and we would later my wife Tammy and I would go back and plant a church after seminary in Tucson Arizona um, and about uh, 12 years ago Tammy was uh, killed in a car accident mm-hmm. and that's where Kathy uh, after that a couple of years later Kathy came into my life her husband Rick Ferguson had been killed in a car accident about 15, 16 years ago now. And so God brought us together. I have pastored two churches, the one we planted, at Mountain View Baptist Church, and now ever since I've pastored, I was there seven years, and I've been 25 years at what we call Redemption Church. It was formerly known as First Baptist North Mobile in Mobile, Alabama.
0: Okay, so you've done planting and um, essentially kind of like a revi. Would First Mobile have been considered a revi at the time, or you no? know what?
1: It's it's always been a, a very unusual church, very strong, uh, pastor led church. It's been a dynamic church before I ever got there, and so it it's been it's been interesting. So I've done a church plant and and uh, pastored a, a great dynamic church here. Awesome. But we okay. have you have to reinvent constantly. Yes, yes. So we've been in several reinventions
0: (laughs) so tell us about Um, you have multi campuses right like different campuses within um, Redemption okay so tell us about that
1: well several years ago when we changed the name we primarily changed the name for the for that purpose we were really we're starting to see that this wasn't a trend but actually it was a move of the Holy Spirit for churches to multiply and and we started uh, intentionally multiplying different parts of our city and we do live preaching on all of our campuses and mm-hmm. uh, which means I spent a lot of time investing in the preachers and uh, we preach the same message the same text uh, we work on it together so guys are learning their their hands are in the dirt with me every week learning how to do that and that's uh, to us that's a, a legacy vision that that I have is that uh that God raises up pastors and preachers and leaders
0: mm-hmm yeah, I know Josh has that same um, you know, kind of mindset mind and uh just I think vision for different campuses. And then the beautiful thing that comes out of that is you pouring into and developing leaders and other preachers. And so, and even before we started recording, we started talking about how you have your um, preaching team, you know, that y'all are gonna meet together and stuff like that. And so uh, it's just a really cool way. I think that both you and Kathy just are constantly pouring in, developing, and bringing about uh, the strength of other leaders to come along with you obviously now, um, but then also to be able to lead in the future. So, um, one of the things that I think really kind of, um, put you on my radar along with Kathy, um, was you just recently hired a new, uh, I don't know what you have for her title. So if she's a worship minister, um, but you brought Abby onto the team who is a super talented young musician and leader. So can you tell me a little bit, what is her title? And then sure. let's kind of unpack, how did that happen? <laughs> yeah.
1: Her name is Abby Maggio, and her title is Worship Minister. And uh, we've always had male worship pastors and worship leaders, but uh, we've always had women in the ministry on the platform. And it was just a, it was a typical process of looking for a worship a leader, worship minister and pastor that we, uh, we, we had searched, and just God was not opening our hearts or a door to the people we'd talked to, great people. But uh, Abby was right there. She was a senior about to graduate from the University of Mobile, which is a great leadership, Mm -hmm. worship leadership school. And so we're blessed to have a lot of talented people coming through our church for decades now. And so looking at all this, uh, we found her and she was leading uh, at our West Campus. And we just were amazed and impressed by her spirit, her heart, her attitude, her leadership capacity. And uh, we prayerfully considered it and i asked her to come
0: okay so i have lots of questions um and i'm going to kind of get to the nitty-gritty and then maybe Mm -hmm. even throw out kind of um some harder questions toward the end so polity wise structure wise um within your church what are you guys are you committee run are you elder led what does um Mm -hmm. like just kind of your church government and structure look like and then how did that come into play with trying to kind of make this decision because i think you and i would both say most baptist churches don't have that role filled by a female. And so I'm kind of curious, just what did the dialogue look like? Did you have any pushback um, with it being a woman? Like, can you maybe kind of pull back the curtain? I know this is a little bit vulnerable for, you Uh, know, your people and your church, but I'm just curious, what did that look like?
1: Well, we are a elder led and uh, uh, committee uh, affirmed and church following structure. And our people are very uh, accustomed to that, and they trust that. And, of course, that puts a responsibility on the elders to really do their job right right. and uh, to, to be very conscious of that. So a lot of prayer, but we went to, to our leadership team, or the, like the personnel team, and it received immediate, uh, hearty affirmation, which was hmm. a confirmation to us that this was good. And then we went to the church and said, this is what we believe God wants, and the church approved it. We've absolutely got... I've received no pushback whatsoever.
0: Really? Okay. Uh, yeah. that's but, great. <laughs> yeah. No, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean
1: everybody's happy. or Everybody likes this or that. I, I think most Baptist churches they will fight in a heartbeat. It seems for the style, mm. uh, but but we crossed that bridge a long time ago, mm-hmm. and, and and so uh, we. But we still realize people want us to rededicate ourselves to things, and so you know there there have been conversations, but nothing about her. Uh, as a female leading us in worship, and, and we've always had a lot of uh, female engagement in our ministry. I mean, we could not survive without women in our church mm-hmm. in leadership roles, mm-hmm. and, uh, but especially on the platform, always strong women leading from those positions, but uh, until Abby, it's always been a man as the primary focal point of that leadership.
0: Yeah, well, and I think even as you're talking, one of the key points is that this is something that you've been implementing for years, you know, if not decades in the time that you've been there. And so it's not just like, um, it's all guys, and then you're sticking a a female up there. It's almost been this progression of we value women, we see women, we see their gifts and want to give them a utilize, like a way to utilize those gifts. And then um, being able to eventually kind of look at, all right, this is an opportunity and even a position that doesn't, like, Did y'all have to talk through, um, were there any conversations biblically maybe with your leadership team of does a woman qualify for this? You know, some of those kind of typical conversations that go around women in ministry. Was there any kind of back and forth on that at all?
1: There were there, there were discussions about that, and uh, we we just looked at scripture and mm-hmm. uh, those a lot of the roles obviously uh, are not clearly defined in there, like worship pastor or worship sure. minister, right? And and so we looked at that. We did our best to give due diligence to the, the, both what Jesus taught and what Paul taught and what the scripture teaches about the role of women in the church. the The, the interesting thing about this, we've had other strong women, other great leaders serving in other areas of ministry uh, leadership on our staff but none on such a high profile position Mm -hmm. so that made us look at that more cautiously and carefully but uh, we felt absolutely no compulsion whatsoever that uh that that would be a hindrance at all yeah quite the opposite
0: well, and I just want to point out, it's something that you took to scripture, you know? <laughs> right. So it's not just a cultural decision. It's not just something that's kind of like on a whim of, okay, well, let's just try it. Um, it's still something that is very much weighted with the word and um, church government and within the way that your church runs, obviously, and how you lead. And so I think it's just so encouraging, um, just kind of the empowerment that you've already kind of set the tone for women within the church. And, well, um, well, let me, and let me say this too:
1: It wasn't our agenda. That we, we didn't wake up and say, right. hey, let let's put a woman in that position's time or, or anything. And, and maybe and, and that, not that that would be wrong at all, but it, it just became very apparent that her gift set, and she has amazing gifts in, in musical leadership, but that's, that's not what we rejoice in as much mm-hmm. right now. She is a strong woman of God. She has amazing capacity to love people and minister to people. Uh, she uh, doesn't treat people as objects there to support what she's doing, Mm. quite the opposite. She grew up as a a godly father who's a pastor in Louisiana, godly mother, and so she she grew up even as a little girl leading worship in small churches, Hmm. and and so she brings so much to the table. She brings so much to our staff meetings. We desperately, anytime you get a circle of guys, uh, there's danger, (laughs) And the, da- the danger is we You said plans. that, I not mean... No, I can say that. It's yeah. very dangerous because we lose all perspective. You know, we're sitting there going, well, yeah, this will work. And then what we need is the brilliance of a woman to say, guys, you're not even thinking about kids. You're not thinking about this. You're mm-hmm. not thinking about a woman's pressures in her life. And, and, the, and so it, it really helps to have that, that voice at the table.
0: So is there anything kind of specifically that you can think on or maybe even look back on that once you made this decision to kind of put Abby in that role of within your church and maybe even more specifically within your staff, what have you seen um, just kind of grow and flourish because of that decision?
1: I think there's a heightened sense of the value of all women Mm -hmm. who serve and who minister and and at Redemption Church. I really do. I think there's uh, a, there's a, almost like a sigh, like, okay, not, not every man on this staff's an idiot, you know? <laughs> and, and so, uh, but I think all, it really does, uh, I think it elevates and it, it liberates. Let me say this too. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I, I've always been sensitive. i wrote my doctoral dissertation on fatherhood and manhood. But what's interesting to me is the men respond so well to her and mm-hmm. to her leadership. Mm-hmm. And and it's not to suggest there aren't problems, but of course that's just human nature, and you're dealing with broken, fallen people. All of us are. Sure. But but the reality is, I'm watching men worship. I'm watching men come on stage to to support and serve, and and whether it's the praise team or the choir, the musicians, and 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 it's just very encouraging to to watch that. Uh, it, it's like in the Book of Acts, it says the decision of the deacons was just met with hearty approval.
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it's such a beautiful picture um, because I think men or woman, it doesn't really matter gender. I think we can kind of get into these mindsets of it's so different and maybe even landing differently theologically, you know, and this conversation is all, all about development right now. I mean, it has just opened right. the gates to where I feel like everybody's talking about it. And I think the tendency for our flesh is to really kind of land on I'm all about women, you know, and that's not where we need to land. We need to land on I am all about the church and I'm all about men and women coming together. And so I think for women in our conversation about this, we want to be very mindful that our brothers are still alongside us. And to be honest, like I wouldn't be where I am if it weren't for the brothers in my life that encouraged me and affirmed some of my giftings and gave me opportunities and platforms. And so we want to be very mindful that it's not just us. It's not just women rising up. It's because that would be just us lacking as well, you know, just as the men without the women coming, they would be lacking. And so we are so much stronger together, working together, learning from one another, encouraging one another, all the one another's, you know, in scripture, like you're talking about in Acts and Ephesians that Paul talks about. Um, and so I think a big encouragement for all of us is just to really kind of see where is that image of God, where is that gifting in whoever it is in front of me, whether male or female, and how are we going to work in that together? So,
1: well, I think let, me t- let me tell you yeah. a little interesting story. When you're in seminary, you get these kind of crazy ideas, and not all of them are good. You know, it like, <laughs> I, I took me four years to get through seminary and 12 years to get over it. And, and, and that's not a trash in you know, seminary. Thank God for my seminary education. However, uh, I went back, I went to our first church, and I, I've got a relatively small group at the beginning, and it grew, and I'm grateful for that. But I had this idea that I picked up somewhere in some class that if I spiritually gift tested everybody in my church, then if I get everybody in the right spot, this thing's going to just explode. And it was ironic because here's the outcome. It shows you how much I've progressed in this and changed in this. But I, I, I was shocked how many women had the gift of shepherding. Mm-hmm. And I go, that's one am I. That. Yep, yep. They can't, that's... they can't do that. I'm saying, <laughs> this, this is the stupidest test in the world. And so, but what it really, what really hit me was, oh my goodness, the greatest shepherds in our midst are women, mm. and, and and can be. And and of course, we want men to rise to that gifting too. But it, I had a lot to learn about gifts and and all that. But what it told me was. Uh, and I've been blessed my all my ministry and all of my life to be surrounded by strong women. Tammy was a very strong woman. Kathy's a very strong woman. My mother's a very strong woman. and uh, so it is is very important that we that we realize who's pulling the freight mm-hmm. and in any kind of a ministry and who God is truly using.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and so uh, we we need to we need to always keep that in mind. And like you said, and I'm fascinated by the fact that Jesus, as a rabbi, as a teacher, uh, would let Mary sit at his feet and invite Martha to sit at his feet. Mm -hmm. And this was unprecedented in his day. Mm -hmm. No known rabbi would do that. No respectable rabbi. Absolutely. But but there's a reason why he wants all of us at his feet. That may mean that the complementarian view that we hold and hold precious, may mean there's certain roles that men are required to, and there's logic for that. And, and, but the, but the reality is, we cannot let that be something we kind of wrap around some chauvinistic view of women. Mm. We have to be careful that we don't cloak it in our complementarianism. Yeah. And that goes to the heart. We have to say, Lord, what is my heart? If I feel threatened, do I, do I think? And, and, and maybe this is a good time for me to say something. It's really been on my heart. As a pastor, I've I have at times preached against agendas in the culture. And, and I've done so with great power and, and sometimes um, passion and didn't realize what I might be doing to people who were living out the realities of that agenda.
2: Mm.
1: Th- there is a serious um, agenda in the, in the world around us, in our culture, called feminism, radical feminism. And I have a lot of brothers I deeply respect who preach boldly against it, the, the, what I would caution them as be careful that you may not be crushing the women closest to you, most precious to you, and crushing them in the sense that we equate a feminist agenda in the culture to women within the body of Christ,
2: mm-hmm. uh, yeah. that
1: those two are not equal, those two are not the same thing, yeah, and to, to put women in positions of leadership in the church is not to bow to the culture. It is it is to recognize the way Jesus walked with women the way Jesus received support from women and and the way he received ministry from women
2: mm-hmm.
1: and and used women for the glory of God and so uh, that is a, a danger that has <clears throat> that I think is very real because I think we may be triangulating we may be crossing two things that really don't need to be crossed mm-hmm. uh, that there is a serious cultural danger shift movement uh, to a, a certain position on the role of women but yeah. in the church it's it has to be governed by the heart of Jesus Christ yeah it yeah. has to be governed with with love one for another and that we look at each other with respect and honor mm-hmm.
0: yeah i I am just so I appreciate you saying all of that <laughs> um, and just you can tell the tenderness you can tell even just the experience and the the prodding that you want to let everyone know and all of our listeners that are women know like you are valued you know and and this is an an equating thing and then i would say i think on the flip side of that as a woman i think what i've seen in my own heart that i've really had to wrestle through and then even in this conversation of women in leadership is because of maybe some of those really hard stances that some of our pastors and leaders have taken it's created kind of this um seed of hurt I think ultimately but then also just kind of this bitterness maybe and so I think on the flip side of that for women um I would really hope that we would be praying and allowing the spirit to kind of wrestle through where where are we maybe bucking up against our brothers just because of that hurt and not allowing um, us to be able to kind of work together and almost kind of using that hurt as the agenda to push forward. And so I think there's a way, and I think Kathy does this well. I think there's so many of our older women that have graciously moved forward um, with both grace and wisdom, and it hasn't become the mantra of our day, you know, of the women in the SPC right now. And so I think just both sides of that conversation, I love, and appreciate just the affirmation that you've given to us. But then I also think, just knowing my own wicked heart, um, that maybe we also, as women, need to make sure that we are constantly allowing the Spirit to say, "Okay, are you going for the church? Are you going for the mantra?" You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think that's a good check on all of us, for sure. So I,
1: I agree, and it's also the 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 scriptures replete with examples of of, of women and we know how the world has throughout history treated women and mm-hmm. and and how men and women have treated one another badly mm-hmm. uh, What's like Abigail I think about Abigail she was married to a man named Nabal which means total <laughs> fool and and she goes to David and speaks truth about her husband yeah and yet honors his position and his role and and hands him over basically to the Lord to deal with and it's clear God dealt with him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now that's a whole other issue, but the reality is, uh, what I find in my sisters in Christ is that there is submission. Their first submission is to the Lord,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and and then as we walk in that humbly, God becomes our defender. And I don't want to be Nabal
0: right you know, I, I, <laughs> yes I, for all of the bibles to be um called out as the fool, so oh, uh, <laughs> nobody well, wants to be the fool. <laughs> and,
1: and so when, there's two sides to the issue of submission mm-hmm. i'll never forget and, and there's been a lot of bad teaching on this i years ago i had a friend who confronted me about tammy and he said you know she's awful vivacious and i said i wouldn't use the word awful i like her that's what drew me to her <laughs> he said he said well he said what's it like being married to an unsubmissive woman mm. And I had my Bible in my hand, and I dropped it in his lap. I said, "Open it up and tell me," because he worked with her. He, I said, "Open up and tell me where she's supposed to submit to you." Mm-hmm. And he kind of fumbled around, and he said, "Well, no." I, I said, "You don't even know where the passage is." <laughs> I said, "But, <laughs> but here's here's the truth. Nowhere does the scripture tell her to submit to you as a fellow employee.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's in the covenant of my marriage." And mm-hmm. I said, "And I'm quite satisfied with her."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And and so. You know, it takes a strong man to, to live with a strong woman because mm-hmm. biblical submission puts the responsibility of headship leadership upon us, and we are to treat her like Christ. And And so at no time does that mean we're, you know, pushing her down or we're doing everything we can to encourage her and the role that God has for her.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so like I've been that. blessed. I've been blessed to be married uh, to two amazing women. And... In my grief and my sorrow, it was um, unthinkable that God would ever bless me like that again. But boy, I'm Mm -hmm. telling you, my friends say, lightning does strike twice in (laughs) everybody's life
2: (laughs) Oh, I love that. And they're
1: very different women. I mean, Kathy is awesome. She's strong. I I love the impact she has on church planners' wives. And let me say, as a church planner, my mental sanity and my capacity to lead is directly tied to my wife. Mm. Uh, I I told the church one time on an anniversary here at Redemption Church when it was First Baptist North Mobile, I said you guys owe her a gift. You owe her something. I said because she has saved this church millions of dollars in litigation and other things. Oh. <laughs> because I'd say, what do you think of this? She goes, we're not doing that. And so yeah. uh, y- there's no way you can lead um, without being being yoked together. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it's a, such a critical role, and I think it's a powerful role of influence.
2: Mm.
0: I know a lot of times that Josh and I, because we're both very um, A type, we're both very strong leaders and stuff. And so people often will ask us, like, how are y'all married? Um,
2: <laughs> and uh,
0: because, and do y'all fight all the time? And, you know, maybe early on, yes, for sure. But we've definitely kind of learned our rhythms and, and communication and stuff. But I love what you said, you know, like there's that complimenting there and there's that um, providing different perspectives and stuff like that. And so I usually answer, like, it's great like, I love it. I don't know how people opposite do it, you know, (laughs) Um, because there's so much of those same rhythms. And so this kind of I want to close out with this, because I think especially for most of our listeners that I am aware of are going to be women unless we've got some guys kind of sneaking in. And so I think coming from a wife perspective, perspective from a woman that is leading, that has some of those characteristics and stuff, what would be your encouragement, I think, as the spouse, as the husband behind the strong woman, um, how would you maybe encourage some of our listeners kind of in that spot?
1: Well, I would encourage men to be thankful for what God has given them in the, in the women in their lives, the women in the church who serve. And to humble yourself and, and to say, I have a I have a role of leadership, but it needs to be wise leadership and I need to seek their counsel. I need to I need to serve them so that they can be better servants to the Lord and 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 if you will in this sense liberate them to, hmm. to be the, the the shepherding type people that they shepherd and and, the, and love and tenderness and the strong people. Um that you know, there's there's nobody who cares more in my church about the training of children with the Word of God than the women of our church. And they have a mother's heart for that. Mm. I have men who have the same concern, but mostly it's women. And so I would say, especially to men, to, to, to shepherd that well and to ask God for grace, to love them, recognize them, encourage them, work with them, and depend upon them. Uh, bring them into your counsel. Uh, ask them for a counsel and advice on decisions that are made. And, and I'm finding the more I do that, the more I see women feeling free to serve mm-hmm. and to be bold. And mm-hmm. I, We can't reach the world with the gospel without women. Mm-hmm. It's just not possible. Uh, I also have strong convictions. We can't reach the world with the gospel without our African-American brothers and sisters.
0: Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes.
1: And, and so, you know, we've got a, the, most, the most broken, humble people in the world are the people in the key roles of leadership. And we desperately need the Lord and we desperately need one another. So I think that needs to guide our view, our complementarian view. It needs to guide everything, that that ultimately uh, we may hold some place of leadership, but ultimately we cannot do it alone.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I know one of the things and kind of conversations that Josh and I have been having um, is just... I think the position that our brothers have to speak life and affirmation is huge coming as a woman. Um, And so even talking with Josh and then our discipleship pastor, and even saying like something as simple as our small group leaders, most of those wives consider their husband to be the leader of that group. And so even just saying, you're a leader too, you know, like it's very simple. It is so like not crazy or hard or anything, Um, but just saying, I, want you to know you have influence you know and you're not just a role keeper and um and so you have a role in a space in our church in our community on the planet to be able to use your giftings and you are a leader and that that comment alone coming from a pastor that we love a leader that we love just opens the door to so much empowerment i believe um and so i think just you know if. If you pass this podcast on maybe to a husband or another ministry leader that is one of our brothers, I think, um, I hope that you would hear that your words have so much impact in just even how you, even how you um, define what women do, it's huge. And so um, I think stewarding those platforms well, stewarding your conversations well, and just knowing that something so simple can literally catapult some lady out into changing her community for Jesus. So. So good. All right, Ed, you are a leader, you know, like you are pastoring, you are helping planters, wives and planters. I mean, you work with NAMM, all of those things. What would be man or woman, just your leadership advice? What is kind of your nugget to maybe take away to close out our conversation today?
1: That's a great question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. that's my one word for Kathy. It's just as hard. Like, what is the one thing?
1: <laughs> I'd say the one thing is humble yourself. Mm-hmm and uh, humble your because the bible says it's it, you are to humble yourself it's it's no one else's responsibility to humble mm-hmm. but humble yourself give thanks to the lord for everyone he's used in your ministry in your life and then look for ways to lift people up uh, you know when you were talking I, I just remember when i think abby's presence has inspired a lot of young women in our church a lot of college age young women to really look at their lives differently and say, what could I do? What would Mm -hmm. I do? And I think there's a yearning for them to serve the Lord, and that does not harm anybody. That That makes the gospel even more contagious.
2: I love
0: that. I love that. Humble yourself, and that's for everybody, that's <laughs> no matter where you are or what gender you may be. So, well, Ed, I loved today's conversation, and I just appreciate so much. I am so encouraged just by hearing um, your encouragement and just seeing how you champion women, how you champion people, um, for that matter, and uh, just the example that is in you and Cassie and being some of those that are a little bit ahead of us, but that are serving faithfully and serving humbly. So, I just want to thank you for your time and your wisdom. And um, I will make sure to put in the notes if that's okay, if you're cool with that, and um, putting on your Twitter handle and stuff to where if any um, brothers or sisters want to connect with you, then they can do that. But um, just thank you so much for your time and your wisdom today.
1: Well, thank you, Jackie. And thank you for the SBC Women's Network. I think uh, we've needed this for a long time.
0: Uh, it's so fun. I love being a part of it. So, All right. You have a good day. Thank you, you so too. much. You <laughs>